Section 9 of The Wavy-Tailed Warrior. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wavy-Tailed Warrior by John Breck. The Secret of the Snake Guard the coils that were wound about stripe's throat loosened the snake dropped and lay still only its crooked tail kept wriggling it's dead thought stripes it will never hurt another bird but it's bitten me now i'll die too and he licked his bite wondering how soon that would happen he felt terribly hurt because you know he didn't fight on his own account he was fighting for the kind little maid of coquilquil the thrasher you wouldn't think the birds would forget a thing like that would you well they didn't even the meadowlarks who had been chasing him just a few minutes before felt terribly ashamed of themselves still nobody went to help him they had a reason i told you that when the fight began the captain of the kingbird guard flew up into the very top of the tallest tree and began to whistle weed over and over again it was a shrill exciting noise like fire engines make or patrol wagons a sort of clear the track for help whistle he was calling the bird's own snake guard and he was calling her in the biggest sort of a hurry and of course everyone else had to keep under cover so she'd see right off where she was wanted she was called in a hurry and that's the way she came the kingbird captain saw a wee black speck far up in the clouds begin to drop down it flew but before it ever reached stripes skunk that wee black speck was a big brown bird the bird was close behind him her wings were half closed just wide enough to steer by she had fallen like a shooting star out of the sky when she spread out her wings and tail to stop herself just as she reached the ground the wind roared in her feathers stripes raised his head he saw the big hooked beak the strong curved claws of a hawk reach down these birds are just bound to kill me he thought this one is big enough even bob white wouldn't dare to stop it all the same he wished bob would try he was tired of fighting all alone but the hawk was only reaching for the earth she gave the snake a shake cocked her eye knowingly at stripes and said wee but that must have been a fight 
Stripes lifted his nose from his paws. He couldn't help feeling proud to be spoken to like that. It certainly was, he answered. The hawk nodded. I put that crook in his tail three years ago, she explained. He was a clawful red. He's bigger now. I ought to have been here to help you. You're feeling a little tired. Suppose I tear him up a bit and you eat some. How does that sound? He's bitten me. I'm just waiting to die, said Stripes. I don't feel like eating. Broken sticks and addled eggs, exclaimed the hawk, grinning. Didn't you know he wasn't that kind of a snake? He can only choke you. Do you mean to say that you'd fight a great big snake like that, thinking it could kill you if it bit you? Stripes Skunk looked more proudly than ever at the long stretch of crook-tailed snake that lay between them. I didn't fight it on purpose, he explained. It was bothering a bird, and I was trying to be friends with them. The bird it was bothering was the only one besides the quails who'd trust me. So of course I tried to kill it. I've killed lots of little ones, but I didn't know how big this one was till I got hold of it. It did the queerest things. Stripes craned his neck about. It felt pretty stiff where the snake had been choking him. Cock, cock, chuckled the hawk. I might have known you weren't a regular snake killer by the size of your claws. Mine are twice as long and much sharper, too. You spoil the edges of yours walking along the ground. I know I do, said Stripes. A young bobcat showed me his once. He was afraid to eat me. They're most as nice as yours. He has little slits in his paws where he hides them. But they're no use for digging. Who wants to dig, teased the hawk. You talk like a kingfisher. I chased one once and he hid in the end of a hole he was digging. Such a place for a bird. Her red-brown eyes were sparkling. Well, I want to, Stripes argued. Digging is the quickest way in the world to catch a mess of field mice. Do you eat them too, she exclaimed. So do I. But that wasn't what the kingfisher was after. He never touches fur. Stripes cocked his head, considering her. She was really very handsome. Her brown feathers gleamed with purple in the sun. They were beautifully marked with black and white when you saw them close by, and she had four narrow bands across her tail. Just now her face was pert and interested, but he knew it could look really wicked if she clicked that big curved beak at you. Hmm, he answered knowingly. I think maybe that kingfisher was very sensible. This seemed to amuse her. 
she laughed again in her noisy hawk way then she stepped over beside him i'll tell you a joke she whispered they call me a hen hawk and i don't eat feathers very few of us wide-winged hawks who soar do it at all it's those sneaky round-winged fellows with tails too narrow for soaring who make a bad name for the family they're always hiding and pouncing out on someone but birds are such fools you know lots of them never learn the difference well you wear such awful claws stripes began at your service said the hawk any time you need them just send word by a kingbird but you don't need me any longer just now and off she flew all the birds had been still as death while the hawk was talking to stripes skunk even the kingbirds in kokaliko the thrasher stayed hidden but before the hawk was twenty wingbeats away they came bursting from every bush and tree calling and singing to him and the meadow larks who had been so sure he had robbed a nest of theirs were so apologetic but the voice he was listening for was that of kokaliko's slim little wife just wasn't she grateful i'm sorry i didn't get here in time said stripes sadly he had eggs in him i felt them breaking when he choked me but they weren't mine she cheeped joyfully not a single one they were ours mourned the meadowlarks that's why we're so ashamed of ourselves for picking at you but we'll pay back we'll help you take care of tommy peel's potato patch forever and ever maybe that didn't make stripes happy for if he could have their help to fight the potato bug army he was sure he could stay forever and ever in tommy peel's woods and fields stripes was just going to dance a bit of the tickle out of his toes the way he did when tommy peel made him happy when kokily cole the thrasher flew out of the thorn tree he'd been hiding away all by himself while he composed a triumph song and that's the biggest compliment any bird can pay you kokily cole perched right over stripes skunk's head folded his tail straight up and down tucked his wings under it and began in a low mysterious voice hit hit pirouette what rustling form passes where nests in the grasses the wife of kokaliko chur chur who's there form slim head so grim glides where shadows are dim for eggs of kokaliko he began to act out her terror as he sang shake shake a snake peeping up leaping she flutters loud cheeping her fear but an ear is 
pricked up to hear what perils Coquelico. Here his fluttering of fear changed to a ring of joy. Quit, quit, think of it. He'll quail in each scale, writhe his terrified tail, flee his fastest, but faster can dash the snake's master, defending Coquelico. Carry, can you see? Fang to jaw, coil to claw. Watch him fall by the paw of the brave snake harrier, the wavy-tailed warrior, friend of Coquelico. Purra, 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 cheree. He ended on a high ringing note that set every bird cheering at the very top of its voice and the catbird who can talk any bird tongue began translating it to some of the summer visitors who couldn't catch it at all you can hear them still doing it any time you listen to them End of section nine